It was just before the Passover festival, and Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, no, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. In verse 34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Randy, we just washed each other's feet. Um, how, how was that for you? How was that for you to wash my feet? And then I'll share how it was for me to wash your feet. Um, well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a foot person <laughs> at all. And Joe, when you asked me to do this, you know, for some reason that came to my mind. Probably one of the most uncomfortable things for me is to have somebody touch my feet, let alone touching somebody else's feet. But I just felt like God was telling me something that this truly is kind of giving of yourself to what Jesus has done for us. And yeah, it, it was nerve-wracking. It, up to the point we did it, it was, it was like a little bit of an ambivalence there. So, um, but well, I'm so thankful for that. And, and we talked some that both of us didn't grow up with this tradition in our church. It's a tradition that we've had here. And in the last years, we've gone to some hand washing just to make it a little bit more comfortable for folks. But it, it is, I, 
One, I have Fred Flintstone feet. I've got the ugliest feet in the world. I think part of them are webbed. I mean, they're just ugly, and I try to hide them. I told you I have my happy socks on today that hide my ugly feet. But it is, it is hard to do it. And I, I remember, I think I shared with you, we had a, a group work camp. We took a youth group uh, to West Virginia, and they had us on one of the nights wash our group's feet. And there was eight of us in the group, and we each were challenged to wash feet and then to have our feet washed. And for me, the washing is not such a big deal. But to have my feet, my ugly Fred Flintstone feet washed by somebody else, for you to see my ugly cracked feet, it's, it's, for, for me, it's really being vulnerable and feeling exposed. I don't know about how you felt. Yeah, yeah the vulnerability is, is like just somebody encroaching on your space, yes. right? That's, for, for me, it's kind of like that sacred part of the body that nobody touched that. Right, right, right. right. But in that vulnerability, as you were doing that, it was, it was kind of a relief in a way to know that you allowed yourself to get your feet washed. And that was a, an amazing feeling as we were going through that. It, it, it's, still, it's still hard for me. My wife has been trying to talk me into a pedicure for like 30 years. And I still say, only when Jesus comes back will I do it. And it's just <laughs> one of those, I mean, I just don't like folks messing with my feet. Even a good friend. Um, I mean, it's just something that oh, just gives me kind of the heebie-jeebies. Taking this from, from our story, washing each other's feet, to Jesus' story, how he washed the disciples' feet. You know, there, there's the part of the text where Peter says, um, you know, in my mind I see Jesus washing a few disciples' feet, and then he gets to Peter. And, and you know, this is how the text goes. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm, what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Peter says, no, 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 you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And we fussed with, what do you, what do you, what do, what do, as we wrestled with that, what do we think that means? I mean, why, why was Peter, no, 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 not, not my feet, Lord. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't feel worthy of it, right? Yes. Maybe he was in a position where he wasn't ready to fully commit. Right. Um, you know, you, you, you look at how we understand that part of Scripture, and apply it to ourselves well trying to be in his shoes it's like you know you wonder what he was thinking at the same time i kind of felt what he was probably feeling is ooh, touching my feet what's that you right know? right right and but but jesus too this one that they have said he, this is the master and some of them believe that he was the son of god and peter's saying no no thanks you know go to the next guy but jesus says you know pete unless i wash your feet you have no part of me he, he didn't he didn't make it happen but he invited, strongly invited him into, into the, to the relationship, um, into the foot washing. Then we talked about, you know, eventually Jesus washes Judas's feet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, was, what was that like? Well, and, and we talked about t- to wash each other's feet, we have to lean in. We, and we had to be vulnerable. We had to be, we, had, we, had, we were exposed at some level. So Pete reluctantly says, okay, I'm, I'm going to be open to you. But then when Jesus got to Judas's feet, we talked about, you know, what, what was that like? Um, yep, and when, G, you, when you think of what was already going through Judas's head. Yes. Right? And you go, Judas had to be thinking, what am I doing? Right? And yet he allowed himself to get his feet washed. So that perhaps was the one thing that he showed some commitment, even though he knew what he was going to do after that event. 
Well, for me, I, you know, I, I try to look at it through Jesus' eyes. He knows that Judas is going to betray him. If, if you and I were washing Judas' feet, we would break his toes. I mean, we would, we would, we would not make it comfortable. We would make him hurt. And I, and I don't think that's how Jesus did it. I think he washed Judas' feet just like he washed Peter's feet and James and John's. Um, he didn't so. But, but I, you know, in, in my mind, I'm thinking Judas shows up to that dinner, but he, but he wasn't there with his heart. Right. I mean, he, he shows up. He wasn't leaning in. He wasn't being vulnerable. He was just there kind of taking up space. And I, we talked about, you know, at times we've, we've gone to meetings or work or a church event or something, or family gathering, and we're there, but we're not there. We're not, we're not leaning in. We're not being vulnerable. We're not being honest. And I think Jesus was challenging his disciples. I, I need you guys to lean in. I need you to be vulnerable with me and to each other. Um, you know, you think about when you're in that group setting in a huddle. Yes. Football huddle. Yes. Team huddle, whatever yes. it is. And you look at what does it feel like when you're leaning into that huddle and yes. you're really listening to what the quarterback has to say or the coach. Yeah, March right? Madness those, when those yeah, players are in and the game is intense because this is an intense moment this, this Monday, Thursday, this Last Supper. I mean, it is, it is, I mean, Jesus is saying, are you all in or not? Um, and I, I'm thinking, in my mind, Judas has already begun to check out. Um, yeah. And you just think of your teammates. Do you have teammates that yes. you know aren't necessarily all in or they're not acting like they're all in? They're just standing slightly right. outside that huddle. Yes. And um, how that must feel for them. Yeah, we, we have, we have, we have, I have been there where I'm outside the circle for whatever reason. Didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel um, welcomed, but to be outside the circle is tough. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we go to John 3.16. Um, you know, God's, many people say it's the center of this book. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And then, you know, the, the second part is, is just as important. You know, God didn't give Jesus to condemn the world, but to save it. Uh, there's something about God, since the beginning of this book, God leaning into us, always leaning in, us pushing away, God leaning in. And, you know, to me, to me, that's really powerful. Um, just a quick story. Um, you know, I grew up on the ocean. Um, I, uh, my brother and I, this is not that many years ago, Cindy was on the beach. Um, the, we always loved going into the ocean when the waves were the wildest. And I, I was not a surfer, but we body surfed. And the, the bigger the waves, the better. But we got caught. First time in my life, I got caught into a rip current. And my brother is about a head taller than me. And, and I, in, in 30 seconds in this rip current, I was wiped out. I could not swim anymore. I could not go anymore. And it was taking me out. And I, and I knew in my mind that you're supposed to let it go with you, but it was so rough that I was scared to let it go, go with me. And I was fighting against it. And it's, it's impossible to fight against the rip current. But my brother, who's, who's is taller than me, he comes after me. He leans into me and says, Joe, I got you. And he grabs my hand, saves my life, because I was done. I, was, I could just see myself drowning in the ocean. Um, but I think that's what God was doing to us through Jesus, leaning into us, grabbing us by the hand, and, and saying, I got you, I got you. Um, um, you know, what God did to us through Jesus, and what Jesus did to the disciples, he leaned into their lives. I mean, he, he, he showed them, he, was, he, he loved them, and, and the people responded. They leaned back into him. And I think when we, when we do church close to being right, it is something like that. We lean into Jesus. We're, we're vulnerable to Jesus, just as he was to us. Um, and I think that's powerful. Um, we talked a little bit about this. How is, how is God asking us 
to lean in, to be vulnerable, that not only to, to God and to Jesus, but to each other. And, and how, how is that playing out? How, how, how do we need to make that, let that play out? And when, you know, when I think of, of that first feeling, what you have when somebody says, hey, I'm going to wash your feet or I'm going to do something for you. When you look at that vulnerability, and it's become a more common word now, because vulnerability just means you have to give up something. In a sense, your own, own, yeah, your boundaries is a good example or your comfort zone, you know, and right away, washing of the feet is like out of my comfort zone. It's out of our comfort zone. We talked about it. We laughed about it. You know, but when you truly let go, when you truly become vulnerable, and even in relationships with your wife or your family or your friends, you just, there's something that happens when you let go of that, whatever is holding you back. And the feeling you get is just, it's incredible. And the feeling the people have with you yeah. are equally the same because they go, hey, is, he's willing to give of himself yes. his story for you. And that's what Jesus was doing. He gave of himself. Yes. He didn't have to do that. But what a way of showing us, you know, and for us doing this for each other is showing each other how much we care and love about each other, but also how we, much we care about you as a congregation. Yes. But, you know, for us to do it, you know, we trusted each other. We, 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 made, we covenanted that you weren't going to make fun of my feet. I was not going to make fun of your feet. But, so, I mean, there's some under, underlying yeah. things. You know, um, Randy, one thing I want to pick up is just that leaning in. God leaning into us. God leaning into the disciples as you wash their feet. The, the image that I have, um, Maureen Shannon, the, the director mm-hmm. of North Lifton Promise, we were at a, a North Lifton Promise family meeting maybe three or four weeks ago. And, and one of the things, Maureen broke us up into small groups so we could listen to some of the North Lilton Promise f- family stories, these immigrants who had come mostly from Mexico. She wanted us to, li- to really listen, and she challenged us. She challenged all of us because it was part of us sharing our story with them and them sharing their story with us. She, she challenged us to lean in, to physically lean in as they're sharing the story, just as a way of saying, I, I got you, I'm listening, I'm with you. Uh, and that was powerful. Yeah, that was so powerful. To, to, and it was powerful for those that were sharing their story. Yes. To, to know that someone who was really listening and paying attention to their words was powerful. For, because I know a lot of those immigrants were saying, you know, we felt like we feel we come to the States, we feel like we're outside of the circle. You guys push us to the side. And I think that night what, what Maureen was helping us model was, you know what, you're part of, you're part of the family. You're part of our community. Mm-hmm. We want to listen to you. Uh, we ask you to listen to us as well. Yeah. It, was, it was good. You know, one, one of the scriptures I want to just hold up is one, one of the scriptures that I had, maybe the first one I ever memorized, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Lean on me. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge me, and I will make a straight your path. I'll help you figure it out. I mean, to, to me, that's, that's God's words challenging us to, to, to lean in. To, don't push away, but to lean in, to lean into him. Um, you know, a story I want to share with, with you on that is way back when I was first asked to be an elder, I was asked time and time again to be an elder. And quite frankly, I was scared. And can, scared can I ask, because can I ask I you? Okay, why, why, why were you scared? I was scared because I didn't feel worthy yes. of that. 
I didn't know that I could say the right words yes. when I was visiting people or when I was up here. Um, you know, and, and you think, why let that fear overwhelm what your commitment is? And if our commitment was to Christ and the church and the people of the church, you got to let go of that. Right. And it right. took me years to get over that. And I can honestly say now that all the times I was nervous about going to visit somebody or not wanting to because I'd rather go watch a football game on Sunday afternoon. Each time that we leaned in, I leaned in to those folks that we were visiting. Yes. It was so powerful. Right. And being able to, to pray with them, to share with them, just to talk with them. Right. And, but truly lean in, listen, right? Right, right? Part of that is the yes. listening yes. piece. And today I feel much stronger in my faith because I kind of forced myself to yes. do that. Yes. But I also was leaning in, but I was also leaning on God yes. to yes. make that happen. Well, in some real way, when you were visiting those folks, you were washing their feet. And for them, they were allowing you to wash their feet. We, we entered into it like a, mm -hmm. truly, I believe, a holy space. Um, yeah. Randy, you asked me this question yesterday. Um, Let me ask it to you. Okay, go ahead. Ask. You ask. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... You know, in all of this, we're talking about kind of spilling our guts, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I asked you yesterday, how does it make you feel when you're loved? When, how, do you, how, does it, how do you feel? Yes. You know, for, for me, my first, without thinking about it too much, I, I said I felt empowered. You know, I, I, felt, I felt not afraid. Because as you're talking about when you were asked to be an elder, there was this fear factor that said, no, nope, not ready, not holy enough, not smart enough, not, I can't, I can't, I can't. But I think when we embrace the fact that we were loved, and I, I'm talking more, you know, by a spouse or a friend or a, or a family member, and we feel empowered, like we can't, we can't swing, we're going to swing hard. And even if we miss, we're still, we're still loved. How, how about for you? Because I asked you the same question. How, how do you feel mm -hmm. when you know you are loved? You know, it... it and I use the word vulnerable in that, but it's, it's the point where you say it's okay to be vulnerable. Yes. And it's okay to share the bumps and bruises, right? The stinky feet, the yes. whatever it is, you know. And, and when you feel love, that goes away. And, it, and you're, you're just allowed to be open. And, you know, some people, it's a warm and fuzzy feeling, right? It's, you know, your heart flutters. Yes, Whatever that yes, is, yes. all those feelings, how we try to describe them. But when you really feel loved by the person you're talking to or your family or the love of God that comes through you through the Holy Spirit and the people around you, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Well, and it's, you know, I think as somebody leans into us, somebody's being honest to us, vulnerable to us, we lean back into them. And, you know, I think for me, when I know I'm loved, I'm willing to be honest. I'm willing to be tr transparent. I'm willing to show my Fred Flintstone feet. You know, I'm willing to say, this is who I am, bumps, warts, and all. And, and to me, that can be freeing. Um, Randy, we talked uh, yesterday, you know, why do we hesitate? Why, why do we hesitate from stepping in and leaning in? And you shared a story with me. I'm not sure if you want to share it about your sister at school. Huh. Maybe that's not for public <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Let me switch that. Story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> switch the gears. Um, no, and, and I love my sister a lot, and and you know, and and I know she'll be watching. But you know, there was a time in 
in school where, you know, when we're in college, we all kind of mess around and maybe not study like we should. Yes. And, and sometimes push away from the church, push away from the faith that we had growing up. That's right. Uh, and we were at a, a Lutheran school. Yeah. No Valparaiso, less. right? Yep. And so kind of make a long story short, you know, um, in, in getting closer to graduation, you know, we just had to make it so that she could graduate. But here's the cool part of the story. Once she graduated, she went to, um, to nursing school, and then she eventually went to nurse anesthetist school. I, I'm sure I screwed that up. But, uh, you know, she became top of the class, yes. and now she's had a nice long career doing that. And, but it was her giving up of what, you know, just not doing maybe all the right things right, right, in right. the past. Well, we, we know at some level in our lives we have been shallow and, and just gone for the fun or the surfacey stuff. And I think with God, when we really embrace sort of God in our lives, we're willing to dig deep. We're willing to be honest. We're willing to slow down enough to say, okay, this is who I really am. And, and how does this play out? And what is God calling us to, to, to do and to be? Um, you know, I... Just thinking about the reasons why we hesitate. You, you talked about it, fear. We're not good enough. Or really acknowledging to the world that we're broken. We don't want to let our guard down. I, I want to I tell you I've got my, my, my happy feet socks on. I want to pretend even when I'm broken and busted, I still got my happy feet socks on. I still got the smile mm -hmm. on, but I'm, mm -hmm. I may be hurting inside. Um, we talked about um, if we really want to lean in and be vulnerable, there's a cost to that. And the, the cost for many of us, we're not ready for it. The cost may be too high. You know, I think that's why if, if Peter was pushing away a little bit. I, Lord, I, I'm not sure if I can do what you're doing. I'm not sure if I can do that. And Jesus reminds him, unless I do this to you, Pete, you know what, you don't re you're not really all in for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got one more story. Sure, I love I'm throwing in I love on your you stories. here. <laughs> no, I love your stories. So for many years also, at, um, back when we were first here, my buddy Mike Palermo, um, Jeff Leeper, they kept trying to talk me into going to the walk to Emmaus. Yes. And I fought that. I fought that harder than being an elder. And again, not giving up what walk to Emmaus is if you haven't been on it. No, but it truly is where you have to become, you don't have to, but you somehow become vulnerable and you get broke down. Yes. And I'll have to say it was the first time I cried in public once I fully let go of that stuff. Yes. And just to be there with my brothers, Brian Zimmerman was there, different bunch of people from yes. church. And it was truly an experience of letting Jesus wash my feet yes. through my brothers in Christ yes. and being able to just give him the praise for for helping me helping us get through those tough parts of life there wasn't a promise that those tough parts are going to go away right. but it helps you deal with those tough parts and being able to break down and cry and give it to jesus right. was so powerful well and to do that in front of your brothers too i mean i, I think when we acknowledge our own brokenness and our own need uh, for others for christ i think it invites other folks in and and i I mean, I love that about you. You encourage me to be real. Um, and, and maybe that's where we can begin to steer towards communion. You know, at the, at the end of this text, Jesus tells them, a, a new commandment I've given you, 
Love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. This is the way they'll know that you are my followers. This is the way they'll know that you're leaning into me. This is the way that people will know that you're being vulnerable mm-hmm. to me. Love one another as I have loved you. Even the stinky-feeted people. I mean, Jesus washed Peter's feet, who was going to deny him. Jesus washed Judas's feet, who was going to betray him. Somehow Jesus says, challenges us to do the same thing. Not just the ones who've got pretty feet, but the ones who have got bumps and warts, and just like you and I, just like yeah. you and I. Um, Amen. Amen. Amen.